What it is? All right, we're live. Yeah, is that chill. all right? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Red Man was just talking about. T- tell us about what you were just saying. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, it must be tax season or some kind of season because people just come out the woodworks, you know, don't matter. who You could be your friend, chick, or whatever. They just saying, hey, and peace. They want to just mend things and just consolidate differences and. I'm gonna keep that in mind because that hasn't really occurred to me yet. But yeah, if any fuck shit yeah, starts yeah, happening, yeah. I think that's gonna you be. You got it. any women or <laughs> any friends of yours that's just like, hey, my dude, you know, um, yeah, we, I, we have rough edges, but I'm, you know, I'm still your boy. <laughs> tax season is around, nigga. A tax. They want a piece of that. <laughs> What's good? good? What's up? We here. Hey, it's nice to meet you, man. Pleasure, pleasure. I'm Adam. Nice to meet you guys. Adam. How you doing? Jake, we just finished up with uh, Freeway Rick. Freeway Ricky Ross. What was that like for you seeing him back here? You guys know each other for a minute? No, well, yeah. I mean, I've I known him for a little bit, but I didn't know him like, no, I'm no, but I bumped into him. Everyone in the rap game bumped into Ricky Ross and just showing the respect and, uh, you know, just welcoming welcome him home and, you know, for everything he's doing. His, his, uh, his life should be uh, kind of documented. Mm. And he should be making money off of his life story since everyone else is. That's how I look at it. So, you know, big up to Rick. So, so introduce us to your collaborator over here. How you can introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah, that's all? Yeah, yeah. What up? I'm JCO, uh, DJ, producer. Um, me and Rick got this new project called 1000 Volts. That's right. We right. uh, melding hip-hop and electronic music in the way no one has ever done before. Heavy bass music, red versus super high energy and uh, we're we're unrolling the project. Got a new EP about to drop, and we about to start touring this year and really shake shit up. How did this happen? How did this come about? Croatia. Yeah, Croatia. Met, yeah, met in Croatia. Yeah. We Red and Meth was in Croatia. He was in Croatia. They have a big party on the beach out there every year, and uh, it's really fabulous. It's off the fucking chain, and we met yeah. at a private party in the back for artists on the beach, and yeah. uh, it was just the right timing, man. Like we well, like we've been saying in the interviews, like. You know, he wanted to use, uh, I, I guess he saw me, wanted to introduce some beats to me. I wanted to tap in the EDM world myself because, like I like I told him, he, you know, he let me know, you know, Snake used, DJ Snake used a clip in the mind and made a song out of it. And when I heard that, I was like, hey, I ain't signed off on that shit. But then it was dope. You know, I was like, I love the energy of it. And then when he came, on, came along with the beats, you know, of that same caliber, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I love the right to something like that. It's interesting. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting because it's yeah. like when we think about Redman, we think about you know quintessential hip hop, real lyricist, uncompromising. Yes, and so it says a lot that you're uh, dipping yeah. your toe into. But you know, genres. that's very good, uncompromising. Because mm. I tell young artists all the time, never compromise your style. But with 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 this kind of music, what uh, JCO and other DJs are doing. Um, it's, it's not even all about the 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 fabric of music. It's the energy. Mm. Hip-hop and EDM, they all fit in the same kind of realm of energy. Getting a little turn up, getting a little heightenness going, getting your blood rushing when that beat or anything drops. It's the same energy. So I was really just working with the energy, the fucking energy. It wasn't like just the beats and the world of EDM. It was the energy of the world of EDM I was attracted to, if mm. I make any sense. The white young white kids with a lot of money to spend. That's now I know. <laughs> now I know that part. Now, yes, I know that now. Like, yeah, you do it right. You can't. It can be profitable. You know. Yeah, but mm. like like he was saying, the energy of it. That's what brought me to it because I came up as like a turntable as battle DJ. Like, oh really? Hip hop, you know, DMC, like everything. And um, 
I got tired of playing just regular hip hop clubs because the energy just wasn't returning what I wanted, mm -hmm. you know. And then once trap music came out, like electronic trap, it was just like hip hop beats, but just with wild sounds and the energy was crazy. So I started, you know, producing that. I was like, I want to make this type of music. And then bringing Red along, it's just like an organic fusion of of hip hop and electronic because I'm I'm really hip hop, you know, how I come and how I've been DJing for 20 years. And like, that's why Red trusts me when I'm like, yo, trust me, fuck with this beat. Right. And he's like, you know, I got him at a point now where he really trusts me and we've made a lot of crazy records and it's going to blow some people's minds when we drop this. Mm -hmm. That's fire. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm a rap fan and not, I don't know as much about electronic music, but when you really come down to it, it's like, we've all been to a lot of bad rap shows. Yeah. We've all been to a lot of good rap shows too, but sometimes it can be a little difficult to make it translate. Whereas like, I don't know if I've ever been to a bad rave. Right, exactly. The energy right. is just like <laughs> you can't you can't match that energy. It's like everyone goes there just with the mindset of I'm gonna have the time of my life. You exactly. Know? Hip hop shows everyone has like different opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah and everyone's yeah. like cross arm like this. Like you don't see that at race. You but, know. So you come from like the battle scene. Yeah. Is, do you think that's why you guys get along and shit? Yeah, but what's funny is though that you say that, yo. Like I told him, like before I even met met JCO, um. I was uh, tuned into that DJ joint, DJ oh, Scratch. Yeah. Nah, well, I was on a VH1 TV show called Master of the Mix, which mm -hmm. is like a reality show competition DJ show, and I actually uh, won the whole show. Mm -hmm. Really? And he even realized until after we're in the studio. Yeah, he's I like, know. He's like, wait a minute, that is you, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I was like, yep. Yeah. So. Holy shit. Yeah, because my, DJ Scratch was a part of it. I fought like DJ Scratch. He was, was on the first season. Huh. Oh, he it was, was on. Yeah, it was on BET for two seasons, mm -hmm. and then it moved to VH1. I was like, damn, I might have to go try and get this real quick. Right. So wait, it's a reality show about like producers? DJing. DJing. About it's called Master of the Mix. It was like picture like Chopped, but about DJing. Every episode was like a different aspect, like the hip-hop challenge, team challenge, EDM challenge, producer challenge. So they set remix. you up with a different rapper and they just figure out who makes the best beat each time? Nah. Well, the only time that there was like an actual producer thing, we all had to remix an Estelle song mm. in one night. Okay. And then the next day, they gave us some studio time and Estelle pulled up on us. But it was like a lot more DJ-centric than producer-centric. It had like some producer stuff. But um, it was literally 10 episodes, day after day, people getting eliminated. It was crazy. So what was your perspective of Red before you met him? I mean, Red has been one of my favorite rappers. And since I got to say, that, DJ. I gotta say it like Redman. Redman. You yeah. were saying that's how white that's people what, say That's what my dad says. I'm like, Dad, what the fuck? I've been working with him for long enough. Like, Redman. Redman? Redman? My whole nah, life has like, been Redman. Yeah, like Muddy Waters was one of the first vinyl records I had. Like, oh, yeah. I remember my first whip driving around, Doc's and name, like everything. He's been one of my favorite artists of all time since... I got into hip hop, so the fact that we're in a group together now is just—it's cr it's still crazy to me. You're a pot smoker, yes, but I can't hang with this dude. Really? Because <laughs> when I think about it, like really, like I was thinking about it. If smoking weed has had a negative impact on my life, then it's—it's it's largely your fault. Or if it's had a positive impact, then it's largely yeah. your fault also. Because like realistically, as a kid, it was like Cypress Hill, Redman. Yeah, I gotta watch myself what... when we're in the studio. I can't keep up with them, or I'm gonna be retarded. I, don't, I won't know how to make shit. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like, I hit a little joint on the side. He's chain smoking back. You get stuck? Yeah, I'll get stuck. I feel like as a producer, it'd be all right to be Indica stuck. I, I could get, yeah, like, when I'm by smoke. myself and I zone out, I could be stuck as hell. But when I, I got someone weed. over my shoulder, like, what you doing? I'm so like, you don't smoke shit. the rapper weed? You're sativa head? Is this real? What? What you mean? I don't know. I just feel like rapper weed is indica. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's, those, well, you got to look at it this way. East Coast, where, you know, we don't have the different, like, 
you could go up to a normal person or an average person out here on the West Coast and be like, yo, what you like smoking? And mm -hmm. the and he'll tell you. But if you go on the East Coast, niggas don't know no difference between no sativa and the, they like, yo, nigga, if the shit good, yeah. it's good. Yeah, they're so, starting now. <clears throat> they starting to now, but I had to learn myself the difference. Not, and I didn't learn from the East Coast. Mm. I learned from out here. And I'm like, yeah, you can tone it down. You mm -hmm. can get some weed that have you to be creative and 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 it won't drown you out after you smoke a blunt. And that's what these dudes do. And you know, and that's not the way. You gotta know what you're smoking and how you're smoking it. You don't get the bomb weed that's gonna have you like this and say it's the bomb. <laughs> no, it just it's indica. It's supposed to do that. Mm. You know, I like a good hybrid that gives you that a little bit of that, but picks you right back up and mm. keeps you flowing. So what do you what do you smoke these days? Both of yours. But you can go first. <laughs> ah, hybrid. A good hybrid. No, but you, you smoke blunts still? Yes. But you, did you make the Bearwood or the Backwoods switch? Shout out to our what sponsor, Bearwoods, by the way. Backwoods? I feel like the Backwoods over the past maybe, I mean, they've been out forever, <laughs> but over like the past four or five years of hip hop, it's like just taking over. The Backwoods yeah. conquered I've everything. I've been in Backwood. I've been smoking Backwoods way before these hip hop niggas was. Oh, me and Buster, Buster, I think Buster Rounds put me on Backwoods like way back in the early, I mean, late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, even with Backwoods now, man, they got a little fucking watered down. Like, you know, when they got the, when they got the hip hop... Any cigar that has the hip-hop community supporting them, they start watering them down. Mm. It happened to Phillies. It happened to Dutch Masters. It happened to all these cigars. And I think that's what's going on with Backwoods, too. Even though it's Leaf, but it's getting watered down a little. I feel like four or five years ago, if you went to a 7-Eleven, you bought a pack of woods that were, like, less good. They were dry. Nowadays, they're, like, more fresh because they sell more of them. That's my theory. I think it's the opposite. I really? think I think back in the day, like maybe four or five years ago, they were more leafy and more strong and more quality. Whereas to now, you know, because of the weather changes and the government fucking with the weather and where the backwoods grow at, you know, it, it fucked up the crop heavy. Like we've been getting some shitty backwoods the last year and a half now. Really? Yes. I'm like, I'm literally like, yo, Buster, yo, I'm such a back. I smoke so many backwoods that I. We called backwards, me and my boy. Really? Yeah, my boy Josh. <laughs> I told him, yo, listen, I've been smoking backwards for the longest. I saved like maybe 2,000, 3,000 backwood packs, empty packs. Saving Just to packs. let him know. Yeah, it's like two fucking backwards. <laughs> wow, so much man. respect. That's crazy. So, so I'm like, yo, man, I want to show these motherfuckers that I smoke backwards and that, you know, sometimes when I buy a pack, it have holes in them and shit, you know, because you don't get like right. a good five of them out of it. You get like a good three and you paying seven or eight dollars for these packs. So we actually made the call. Long story short, these niggas, two dudes flew from Florida from the Backwood Company, came right to my house and we sat down and had a meeting. And I told them, yo, some of the Backwoods be shitty. And they actually kind of changed some of the machines in the factory on on the behalf of our, you know, testament on how to backwards were and what they can do to, um, you know, uh, to, to, to what they could do to, to, uh, I would say the quality control of it better. Right. Because I go to the factory. Yeah. I want to, too. You did. No, I want to, but I, I had to offer to really? go because see, they actually had people rolling the backwards. Then they moved to machines. Mm. Then they moved to machines. So, and then the machines had a niche in it where we was telling them, look, it's constantly a hole in it. It's constantly this. So they kind of niched the machines on account of our testament. So, 
you know, but it's still shitty though. At the end of the day, <laughs> but it, you're still married to rolling your own wood. Yes, so you, sir. You, you would never go crazy for a pre-roll. No. These the pre-rolls, huh? I mean, yeah. Who made no, them? Bear Woods. But I, I was kind of surprised that the, the owner of this company told me that he has had very like famous top rappers hit him up and buy 500 of them at a time. They just get hooked on the on the glass tip and the feeling and not having to roll it and stuff. A lot of people I know yeah, are still yeah. married to the rolling. No way. See, but see, that's another thing with the backwoods. It's a certain kind I smoke. Mm. I smoke the dark ones. You oh, know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 I can't fuck with the, the light one like this one. This is light. I would never roll this. Normally they're not, but then look at the next one. Boom, black as the night sky. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Do it. Hold on. Let me see if it has a little. What is that on it? Okay. Yeah, it looks like a little bit of the weed came out and okay, sort of yeah, sprinkled okay. on Sometimes the outside. Sometimes that look like it'd be molded. No. Okay. Great. Good shit. But sometimes you, the <laughs> foreign backwoods, they're like fifty bucks a pack and shit. I don't even fuck with the I was rolling one the other day and I fucking gym, I thumbed through it, just poked a fucking hole in it because I was paying attention to the TV. I'm like, wow, that's ten dollars. Jesus Christ. Fuck yeah. I'm really glad I didn't pay for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck yeah. So what was the actual creative process <laughs> of this record that you guys put together? Like how did that actually go down? Well, can we, you smoke on this show? Yeah, of course. Fuck. Also, we, we made it like four bullshit. minutes before we went crazy talking about weed. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, basically, we since we we did that first record that came out of the Croatia thing, mm. I'm gonna send him a bunch of beats, and he's like, I want to write to all these, right? But uh, over the course of the next year and a half, two years, we he was working on ideas, and they were just kind of all over the place. And we hit a groove on a couple records. We're like, Yo, this is the vibe. And we're <coughs> like, If we do this, a whole project like this, we could really tour this and really like break down some walls between mm. electronic and hip hop that no one has ever done. So we've just been banging out tracks since uh shit it's been a it's been a minute since we started working mm. together you know like you know what we i think in our beginning process oh. you know because i we both professional like uh like i can honestly say like like i always say man in any interview thank you boss that uh like uh i try to surround myself with, with people who work harder than me or more than me and this guy definitely be definitely do uh he worked just as hard as me and uh that's why i trust him on judgment um, I think the like the beginning times when we was working, we was we was working and working, but we haven't found our niche of how we want to be because that's very important. Mm. Instead of just saying you going off the name of Redman and JCO, it's a conversation. Yeah, we doing, yeah, we doing something. We expect y'all to buy it. No, we really want to feed the people with something different. Mm. And uh, I think like maybe a year ago, we just finally really got our niche. Like, yo, this is what we're gonna do. This is the field that we should go. This is the field for 1,000 votes. So it was a little building process, but I think we're in the ballpark of where we want to be. Yep. We're about to drop this EP um, March 1st on Deadbeats, which is Zed Zed's record label. Oh, okay. And um, going to start hitting, hitting the ground running once that comes out. Probably do a couple festival plays or something like that this summer and then start touring heavy after that. Touring, like what kind of uh, venues and shit would you guys probably end up doing together? I mean... We'll see. Festivals we're definitely festivals makes a lot of sense, and then just like good, you know, we'll start probably conservative, you know, just make sure everything is a banger, mm. just mid-sized kind of theaters and stuff like proper shows, not like club shows, really. What's your perspective on watching this dude put put verses together and shit? Like for, as a fan, like I mean, watching him construct, <coughs> it's insane, man. Just for me, especially like because we work a lot over like email and stuff, but when we're in the same room together and working on songs and. He's laying down stuff in my studio 
and I'm like yelling him to do more dog barks and shit. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like shit that you would never think would happen. So it's just like, it's pretty amazing. You, you got know? your whole verse when you go in the studio. Like when you go to do the verse, you already got the whole thing written. Well, I, I always try to be prepared, but prepared. But like you said, most of the time we're I'm on the East Coast, you're on the West Coast, so. Uh, you know, I just do a gang of shit and send it in, and he just yeah. chops it up. Okay. And my, and my learning process out of that is actually learning the EDM world and uh, learning that uh, I don't even have to spit that much or go hard mm. on the bars because it's more of an energy. It makes you know how the mumble rappers feel. Because <laughs> <laughs> they but ain't saying that, that much, but it works. Yeah, but even with that, though, it's just like that's where I that's where we, we want to be different. We, we, we mm, actually right. want to... Give a message, even yeah. though you're turned up, but we actually yeah. want to paint a little message yeah. on there a little bit, and we don't overdo it. We do yeah. it just enough. He's still spitting, you yeah, know? yeah, exactly. It's still spitting, but we do it just enough to keep you, you know, entertained. Yeah, because certain because he's trained to do like 16 bars, 32 bars, you know, traditional rap verse. But I'm like, yo, Red, all you need to do is a fire eight bars, and I'm gonna chop the fuck out of it, uh-huh. and we <laughs> we'll have a song. Because it's all about that energy and just yeah. building up to that moment. Yeah. If you're rapping too long, I might yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah, especially right? yeah. in the last. That's what setting. I had to learn too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, even like our, the last song we made, like his whole second verse, I thought was great, but he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna cut the shit in half." This is like, step one. Like, we need to get back. <laughs> he's like, "We need to get to that drop." Uh-huh. Red man becoming a mumble rapper could the the EDM nah, could be nah, the nah, gateway nah. drug. He, he ain't no mumble rapper. <laughs> no, no, no mumble. All, all of a sudden, you can hear every word he says. Hey, that's your new flow for 2019. I won't make no money doing that. I feel like that flow is like I can't hear anyone use that flow it kind of made sense when it came out the, yeah. the, 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 hey well you got the the producing part of of it too the producers are still giving the same kind of uh mm-hmm. lane of feel of the beat like it's it like i can honestly say like listening to the new music it's only like three beat patterns that win in the club yeah. mm. is the boom 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 it's the it's only three beat patterns with the new music and it allows you to spit the same kind of flow mm. and it wins it, i mean it yeah wins. i feel like all the, the these like you know the rappers you're talking about it's more like rhythmic rap than lyrical you know what i'm mm. saying they're just like doesn't matter what they're saying if the the rhythm of the words works with the beat then it works but like you know real hip-hop that shit won't cut it you know you gotta have you gotta have bars you know? that's right i feel like in the long run though that it's like hip-hop is enough of a contest that the bad rappers can never win in the long run is this is this false? Or am I, I being wish, too optimistic? I wish that was, I wish that was true. <laughs> Even but, if you have a couple of years where you know, think about like when fucking uh, the the snap music was coming out yeah. and ringtone rap was at its yeah. peak and stuff. Yeah. But then I think when I look at like rap music today, and you look at a lot of the top rappers, the ones who really have like long term careers are the ones who really can spit yeah. and really put together yeah. timeless music. It's just that there's also like a constant yeah. churning like, crop dudes of people will have, who are kind of yeah, like dudes will have. Their moment and make some bread, but they won't have longevity as an artist mm. to where 10 years down the road, people will give a shit, you know? Yeah. What kind of production do you find yourself gravitating towards outside of the EDM stuff? And has that influenced like the production taste that you have at this point in your career? Anything with, uh, actually, anything with good energy, man, is uh, because like it's so much music out there now. Like it's, and, and everyone is looking for something new, everyone is looking for a new feel and a new I want to be part of something new everyone is looking for that next new thing and there's so many untapped fields of music that that we haven't even uh for example like what happened to neo soul R&B yeah right 
What happened to that? Nobody, nobody does that no more. I was never Neo listening soul, to it in the first place. As, uh, <laughs> so I don't know. As far as music, soul child, and 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 Erica Badu, and no one feels to that will that kind of sound will win. Mm. Like I'm attracted to that. I'm attracted to Neo soul. I'm attracted to a gang of fields of music that is not being done right now because everyone is looking for that new something new instead of just like recreate trying to recreate. Because all the music is, is recreation, mm. you know, but it just seems like the radio has people so brainwashed to thinking this is the platform of music you have to do to win. Mm. This is the platform of music you have to do to win as an artist, and that affects, female or male. That affects music as a whole, and it affects yes, even the rappers who aren't effect. trying to necessarily be a top 40 rapper, yeah. but they're still influenced by the overall spectrum of music. It's, it's like there's there's too much information so, like, people are too convinced that, like, oh, no, these ones will work because these ones don't immediately right. work. And right. in a way, that kind of stalls the progression. Man, it's a domino effect when that happens, bottom line, because it's not it's not even brain training the uh, artist. It's brain training the producer. They giving you the same beat. They hearing it on the radio. They're like, oh, yeah, I got to give it that beat pattern. Yeah, they need to do this flow to win, so. Shit done changed. No, it don't change. <laughs> Okay. So, okay, now that Redman's gone, what do you really <laughs> think of him? <laughs> He's a fucking Ooh. asshole, I'll tell you what. <laughs> These Jersey guys, man, let me tell you. Jersey motherfuckers. He's right? usually always late, but today he beat me twice. God really? damn it. He did. Are you going to say that on the air like I'm late all the time? I just gave you props. No, you but I'm saying, though, he, he said I was always late. You need to be late to keep up your rapper image, right? Well... Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not late, are you really a rapper? You start to think there's something wrong if a rapper's like super on time. You're like, damn, I know, that's his career today, must not be going too I'm good. Like, what the fuck's going on, man? <laughs> like, where are you at? You know like, what? That's, like, that's yeah. that kind of thinking is why the world is what it is right now. I'm assuming and shit of how <laughs> rappers supposed to be. That's why I don't fuck with you when it's time. No, I to speak be. from experience. No, 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 no. See, now I know how you really feel. You always think I'm gonna be late. That's why you be checking. And now I know. Yeah. You know that, what? That's fucked up. <laughs> I, I what believe, I tell you about that, man? Dang. I believe you could easily leave music behind and just go full Joe Budden and just be oh, an on-air shit. personality and shit. I honestly believe that you have like the personality that you could easily transition into that world. Oh man, no, no. I mean, like, congrats to Joe Buttons. That's what he wanted to do, but no, I'm not ready for that. Okay. I'm ready to be giving opinions on people, music, and. Trying to be a, a hip hop mogul and like I know hip hop and you know that's not for me right now. You still feel like a rapper? Not even that, man. That's I, I want to be more behind the scenes now. If I do anything, I don't mm. want to be no um on the scene no more. As far as doing any hosting, interviewing, or anything, like I want to really be behind the scene, putting some work out. Really, movie wise, directing wise. Have you been doing that more recently? Yes, I've been directing videos more, writing more uh, scripts. Um, it takes time, like I said. It takes time. Like, I took a crash course at NYFA for about uh, two, three weeks or whatever. Really? Yeah, just to get some background texture of what I want to do. I was just watching an interview where you said that uh, the How High uh, sequel would probably start shooting soon. I'm guessing that still hasn't started shooting? No, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> mm -mm. We're not doing How High 2 no more. Random F is not doing How High 2 no more. Really? Like, We're moving on to something else. Why? Just because the... Because of business, movie, movie yeah, it's shit. just business. Yeah. Um, we don't, we never owned the rights to it. We never owned the rights to the characters in the movie. So, uh, so if the company wants to take that, 
you know, the movie platform and have two other dudes do it. They have every right to. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. Are they going to do that? Yes, they are. Oh, they yeah. did. They put out a trailer that had Lil Yachty in it, right? Yeah. Who does not smoke weed for the record. Let's just throw that out there. <laughs> he does eat corn dogs, but he doesn't smoke weed. No one can match their performance <laughs> in How High. Yeah. That shit is the best. I had that shit on DVD and VHS. Yeah, was... But Lil Young DC <laughs> Fly is funny, too. Like, Oh, he's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's going to be the other good character. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, no, big up to both of them, you know, at the end of the day. But, you know, like I, like I always say, when one door closes, another one opens. And uh, Red MF, we're going to shoot our own movie. Uh, maybe uh, start definitely this year getting the script finished. And we're going to shoot something grown. Oh, yeah. And uh, that have a little uh, depth to it. So That friendship hasn't uh, frayed at all over the years? No, not at all. Um, that's good. Few things in hip hop seem really consistent. You know, we had to watch Jay and Dame break up. Yeah. Med and Refs, or Red and Meth. Yeah, well, Med at the Ref. end of the day, uh, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> what I could say, like with any crew, man, like far mm. as breaking up or whatever, like um, you have to understand each other as men. Mm. And uh, I think that's what me and Meth really concentrate on. Like, we're not beat on uh, money and, you know, uh, sacrificing or compromising our. our, our our brand for anyone because of what people think. We we know that people will come at us at all angles, and it's up for us to stand up on our two and be like, nah, this is crew here. Mm. And uh, I think we built a, a great relationship on that, not because we toured the world, not because, you know, who we are. We built a, a good relationship on the respect, like, okay, he definitely down for the cause. Nothing can come in between this... Uh, I would say this battle line we built, and we are able to still step out of our battle line and get our own separate money as well. So when you got two guys that got a career and could go out separately and come together and get more money, why fuck that up? You know, with gossip, why fuck that up with ego? And why fuck that up with, you know, over anything that has to do with money? I wish that every great, like, hip-hop group or label or whatever over the years was able to have that foresight though because there's so many amazing groups over the years even like you know fucking nwa was like barely together for a couple years and shit it's like there's been so many amazing entities but some bullshit always gets in the way of it you know yeah 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 like i said man communication is key mm-hmm. and i definitely was part of a big crew that broke up you know uh far as the hit squad epmd mm-hmm. dos effects case and him so you both actually had the big breakups yeah absolutely Not breakups but you know he distanced himself yeah our, all shit the time. Was, our shit was just heavy we broke we was one of the main crews that ever do it that way you mm. know far as a super group of different uh artists come together and make one super group we was like the first crew that ever do it besides juice crew mm. molly Mall and the juice crew but uh the money always incentivizes people to break up because you can get more torn by yourself and at ego. least for a while oh, and yeah. ego definitely ego i mean that ego is a motherfucker <laughs> yeah that's a fact but that's what 1,000 votes we don't have. We don't, we, we don't have no egos. You know, I'm black. You know, Jay is white. You know, we bring both. We bring, you could both be alpha males. Yeah, exactly. Like we bring <laughs> For our, your own, group. Our own we bring, version. We bring our own uh, entity to the table at the end of the day. And, like, I can honestly say, like, with 1,000 votes, it's about work and entertaining the people and putting some quality work out there. You know, everything else really don't matter. Money is always good. You do anything for the love, you know, you will get the money at the end of the day mm-hmm. if you have patience. But that's what I like about, you know, 1,000 volts, you know. Like, we just working on just, we want to beast shit, you know. We we look at, you know, who's out there, and we just want to beast. We know we beast, so that's what we about. But have you guys actually played live together in 
We've only done a couple like pop-ups. <laughs> like we haven't done a full show yet. I know I'm scared as hell to do a show. Yeah. Because I was gonna ask. I'm like, what's the he audience like looking out? Do a show. I always be like, no, nah, you ready yet? Yeah. <laughs> man, I don't know why he's shook, yo, man. Cause I, yo, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I'm just scared. Really? Yeah, I'm just scared, yo. Well, like, we, you've we done five million other yeah, shows exactly. by yourself. But yeah. we we that performed hasn't prepared at, you? we performed at Red Rocks. Actually, it was our first build performance. We did a collab with Zed Zed. And they yeah, brought didn't us we out. do it at the club first? Yeah, we did uh, a show at Exchange as well. We just popped out oh, for a song. But we haven't done the full set yet because, like he said, we're, we're being patient. We want to wait for that, that home Exchange run Exchange downtown? Yeah. Man, I had a, after X Games one year, my friend got so drunk he fell down the stairs and lost a tooth. That's that's. I guess tragic. it's not that good a story. Extreme. But in reality, like yeah. as it happened, it seemed pretty yeah. dramatic. <laughs> but basically, you know, we, we've been really patient because since we started this group, we've been getting offers here and there. But we're like, we don't want to do it. Until it's the right moment. So when, once it happens, everyone's just like, "What the fuck? We need to book this show." Mm. So it's we'd rather be patient and do it the right way than rush it out. But now we finally got this EP. We've been slow leaking singles a couple years before that, and um, shit's everything's lining up right now. So this year we we're gonna start performing. That's amazing. Yeah. How's the uh, the entrepreneur game and the weed game? Oh man, I mean, uh, the weed game is is not as at its highest, but it's getting there. Um, but I can honestly say that, uh, you know, the awareness of far as, uh, the compliance on it, man, like mm. they weaving all the small timers out and it's, and it's coming hard for dudes, man, because once the government be a part of it, it's going to be a wrap. Yeah. So get as much as you can now. And, uh, I don't know. Is 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 I'm working with people where I'm learning from right now, even though like Red Man, Snoop Dogg, Meth. And be real, we like the forefathers of this shit. Yeah, we've been talking about weed since the early '90s, and we but we never really expected it to blow out mm. to where it is right now. But are they giving out like dispensary licenses in, in Jersey yet? Yeah, because well, they need to really, give no, you one. If no, they don't no, give no. you one, that is so fucked up. Well, you know what? It's the way the East Coast is running. It's not going to be like the West Coast. Like it was like the wild, wild West out here when yeah. we, you know, because y'all known for good ass butt. But on the East. Nah, brother. It's like they're they're spoon feeding us mm. with little compliances. Spoon feeding. All right. They just decriminalized it in mm. New York maybe two years ago. Right. Just got decriminalized, so you can't get locked up for a bag of weed no more. For motherfuckers, the cops to make their quarters of locking niggas up every fucking night because that's what it was. Locking niggas up for a little half a joint to make their quarter on different how many dudes come in the cell that night. Mm. That was what what was all that about. So when it once it was uh once it was decriminalized once once it was decriminalized sorry they let a lot of dudes out that was locked up on bullshit charge on herb and that was good so you know back to the question i was saying they they moving like really sporadically and slowly i mean they want to move fast but it won't move like the west coast mm. you know we you can't just be out here like yeah yeah i got like 5 pounds on yeah, yeah. Come on over and smoke and be loud with it. It's still not at that level. Right. But out here, it's like still, it's super hard to open like a legal dispensary. Like they're being so rare with giving out the permits and everything. I mean, there might be like a thousand of them or some shit, but there's still ten thousand people waiting for them. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying they need to give you one. Just to like they need to start with people who I have made one. contributions to the culture. Well, you could just think sell I it. Want one man. You know why? Because like even like. Because I've been doing the research on this shit for the, for a long time, man. I even took a crash course over here in uh, in uh, in the Bay Area at Amsterdam mm -hmm. University. You took a course in what? Uh, Growing? 
Yeah, well, just the whole different learning about the different elements of weed. It wow. was, you ever heard of that, Oaksterdam University? No. Look yeah. it up. It's a, it's a college for weed. And uh, hmm. it was started by Richard Lee, some of the uh, frontliners of this marijuana movement. I shook, shook hands with Richard Lee at that school, and I'm, I'm, a, and I'm a licensed patient consultant from graduating. Wow. I'm an alumni. Uh, it's called Oaksterdam University. Um, at the end of the day, uh, just from going there and learning... Shit, I forgot what the question was. What was it? You, uh, <laughs> I forgot too. <laughs> like I'm like I don't want to go and say the wrong information. I forgot where I was going to the point of why I mentioned that. Um, fuck man, something about something. getting a license. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, the license. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and why you might not want one. Oh yeah, okay, great. Um, even going there and learning and and learning the the uh, the properties of marijuana. And I was like, wow, all right, I'm a licensed patient consultant now. I could go get me a dispensary and, and run that bitch. But I'm like, damn, man, Snoop been on, on the West Coast for the longest, and he ain't got no dispensary. And Be Real been out there for the longest. He brought the OG to Cali, damn near. And he don't got no dispensary. Then I was doing a knowledge and research on having a dispensary. I'm like, nah, I think I'd rather play the backfill on that because that can just intertwine with your hip-hop money and... Mm. If it's not done right and if you're not in the right compliance. See, my thing is, if I do anything, I want all my uh, T's and I's to be dotted and crossed going into that field. Because when the man come, you want to be prepared to have your lawyer on deck. Right. And have everything in compliance. I mean, everything. And I know I keep saying compliance a lot, but that's what it basically is. That's how they're weaving the weak out and bringing the strong in. Mm. Because they're... They're, they're having moms and their mom and pop businesses that sell marijuana or whatever they do for years and they might make a new compliance that they can't comply with and that's how they weave them the fuck out get them on out of there all right you can't comply great we just gonna keep sending the feds through until you get the picture and we're gonna move these guys in yep. and it's gonna mm. be to a point where the compliance is gonna be so high till you like the we can't even get in you're just gonna have to underground it sell pounds here sell pounds there no, but having a dispensary is gonna be hard in a minute. You we seen probably, that uh, that Murder Mountain show? I just started watching it. Yeah, yeah. I gotta it's watch a, that. Yeah, it's it's a lot about I that. Like the how first episode. It's everything crazy. in Humboldt a lot of people County, dying up there. Yeah, people getting killed, but it's just like what's on these, Netflix. Yeah. yeah, but it's like everyone who's growing weed for years now, all these farms they they can't comply. So all not like a small percentage of people can afford to make the transition to the legal shit. That's right. So that's why it's like the wild, wild west and people getting killed because like the remaining people who can't comply are like still trying to get it, you know? And what's fucked up is that we won't know how fucked up the situation's going to be until the dust settles, until everything's already like sort of established. We won't really realize how hard the local growers and the smaller businesses really got fucked in this whole deal. Yeah. So I could tell fun. you at the end of the day, man, like, uh, you know, I try to think ahead like I. It don't take a rocket scientist to figure out some things, just the way how the government move. I learned basically how life move on how, you know, people move and the government move. And where I see is uh, like when I was on a plane, I was on a plane flight maybe like four or five years ago and whatever. And I was talking to this white lady that was sitting in the uh, first class and uh, she does business deals for, for big businesses. She was flying into to, uh, I guess, put together a deal for a big business. Uh, I forgot what company she said. But long story short, I asked her, I said, all right. I said, what do you think about the marijuana game? Because when I asked her, it was like maybe early 10th, 2010, 2011 or something like that. She said, well, you know what? I just did, I had a conference meeting with uh, Rite Aid or Walgreens maybe a month ago. 
and what they're doing, they're they're buying half of North Carolina for uh far as they uh land. And I said, why? They said, Oh yeah, they're they're plan they're they're planning on selling marijuana out there at Walgreens in the next ten to fifteen or twenty years. Yeah. And she told me this back in two thousand like thirteen or ten. And I'm like, wow, these these companies are thinking ahead. They they letting the little y'all have y'all fun now kind of moment with these little moms and pops because when these guys come when these guys come in with the government on compliances that we have never would think of, they're gonna wipe everyone out. Mm. And when you when you're gonna be able to buy a uh, like a, a sack of weed from over the counter at Walgreens, then you're gonna know shit is serious. Mm. And, and 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 that's where it's going, and that's how they're gonna weave the week out, man. It's it's gonna be really bigger than this, man. And they're gonna somehow through clever marketing, they're gonna convince people the same way they have like poor people convinced that they want to eat at McDonald's instead of eating at some local place. They're yeah. gonna somehow convince people that you want to smoke Walgreens weed. You don't yes. want to <laughs> smoke this natural, organic, whatever. Yes. Or they'll create a separate market for that that costs more or whatever. It'll just be like yeah. Whole Foods. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, exactly. They make it. They, what they, no, what they would do is make it warm enough for the average mom to go in there and go buy some weed or CBD for their kid, uh, for the kid disorder or their, you know, uh, cerebral palsy or whatever they have going on or seizures <clears throat> or whatever. They they use that as they go that route. Mm. Like yeah, come in, mom, buy your pot. For your kids, buy your CBD for your kids. Take a load off your feet and buy a joint from Walgreens. Feel safe about it with a stamp. Yeah, that's where it's going. Because that's what capitalism's all about. Is like capitalism love is a mystery plan. You know, yes. like why do you want to smoke weed? Well, your back hurts. You're a little anxious. You're not anxious enough. You want to sleep. Like mm -hmm. there's a million like uses yeah. that you could suggest because there's a million different types of weed. There's a million different people who react to it differently. You know. And it's just kind of scary to think about how much marketing we're in for. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a shitload. <laughs> scary. So you you're married to Jersey? You never gonna live out here? Um, I want to, y'all. Like Ooh. I love fucking Cali, yo. I can't take that cold ass weather up on the East Coast, man. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Oh wait, I where, gotta have me a spot out here. I live in Sherman Oaks. Oh, nice. But I grew up like right up the street in West Hollywood. Oh, that's badass. Yeah. Okay, because he was saying Copenhagen, and I'm thinking, well, he doesn't sound like he's from Copenhagen, so I guess Copenhagen. they just met out there. Did no, you say that Croatia, was the show? Croatia, was Croatia, Croatia, yeah, Croatia. Yeah. Some sea. You ever been out there? Croatia? Yeah. No, I've been to Estonia oh, and shit. Moscow and shit. Yeah, but the, the islands out there is crazy. Really? There's like yeah. a thousand little islands all interweaved together. The water's like the clean. You'll see fifty feet deep. It's like it's bomb. You guys been yeah. to Australia? Yeah. I'm going out there in a couple of weeks for the first time. I'm pretty excited. It's dope. You know. If you need some plugs, let me know. See, some of my rapper friends are out there like right now, and they don't have weed. And I'm kind of like, weed Shit, is trash. It is bad. horrible. They, they just horrible. drink, right? Yeah, they just drink. See, and even like it. other drugs are like dumb expensive too. Like Really? It's like. <laughs> you going to try to summon some ecstasy before I go or something? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's talking about that cocaine. Oh, okay. <laughs> the cocaine out there. You guys want to all just do a bunch of blow and then do another podcast after? Oh, man, shit. I don't Be fuck here with all night. You got some good ass hybrid I've been looking for because I've been fucked up on <laughs> Indica the last couple of days. Been knocking me the fuck out. Really? 
Yes. You smoke like dramatically more when you're out here or not? No, not too not too much because uh the weed is like right off the out the batch out here. Mm. About time look, you man, let's a little dry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but look, man, let's be very clear. About time we get the weed from y'all on the East Coast. Right. You know, all the TAC is off that bitch. It's flat, it's dry, it's not just how you like tasteful, it. it's just horrible. <laughs> so you gotta smoke more out there. But out here, shit. Right into your bloodstream. You can smoke and clip it and put it down. Mm. You know, it's possible. That's right. <laughs> so when are we gonna actually see the project? Well, the project's been rolling out. We got two music videos out already. Oh, okay. Um, we just put out a single a couple of weeks ago called Dab It, actually right. featuring Kid Capri as well. That's crazy. On the vocals, uh, just like a kind of hype man type of thing. But it's like, um, you know, there's a lot online already. But like, what we got coming forth is like really heavy, dope like hybrid hip hop and electronic like no one's done so like it's dope because like you'll it's funny because that like when red will post stuff about on his page you'll see there's like uh you know a contingency of people who are like open to like some new shit and then there's of course the all the old school heads like fuck that that shit ain't muddy waters you know (laughs) but it's dope how red just he don't care he's like yo i believe in it and that's 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 all that matters yeah if you want to be a visionary you gotta deal with some angry comments yeah Yeah. you gotta think big. everyone just like you're known for one thing the second you do anything else everyone's like what's up with that old shit yeah they probably said that to you about doing movies and all kinds of shit right yes they probably always knew you're gonna be good i want to branch like like the reason i want to branch the reason i want to branch is because um, like I do skits on my album mm. and, uh, people know me for doing skits and they can actually visualize what they're hearing audio wise, if I make any sense. And listening to your albums over the past couple of days, I have gotten reminded of a lot of good skits oh, that I forgot about uh-huh. a lot of quality. Yeah. Skits. And, and see, even then <laughs> I want to shoot some skits over, like I want to actually shoot skits over and bring a visual to it. But you know, like I said before, the reason I want to direct more because I think I have, I know I have an eye for directing. I know uh, I watch enough movies. Uh, I'm very, I'm very heavily researched on what I want to do, far as if any texture of movie or anything that I get into. I'm very heavily researched on where I want to go with it. So I really think I can paint a different picture if I direct it. You know, mm-hmm. like. You know, because it's just like music, man. Just like, uh, you know, JCO, anybody, Jay-Z. We all have our our picture that we want to paint to let people know how we live and what we think about. And that's what makes us distinctive amongst each other because we're not reinventing the wheel, but we're, we're telling it from our point of view mm-hmm. of what we think and how we think life should be and what makes us tick. And it's just like with directing. I want to paint a picture of what I think the world is and how I feel about the world and the energy and what's going on around it. I want to paint. I want to bring some, you know, some some light to some situations that I think need touched on. You know, so that's why I want to get behind that camera. No, that's good. Yeah, it sucks being put into a box, and that's actually like very invigorating when I think about that. Like that concept of just being able to reinvent yourself and really that you need to reinvent yourself because that's one thing you realize over the years in entertainment or whatever is that it's like nobody really gets to stay the same for long. Right. Yeah. Right. What your fans want from you or what your new potential fans want from you is always just going to be fluctuating and changing, you know? I had to to completely reinvent myself like to be accepted in this new electronic world too because I come from being a hip-hop battle DJ. Really? And then I was like trying to step into this other lane. It literally took me putting out like 40 damn records of people like, all right, this motherfucker's for real. Yeah. You know? But, That's crazy. 
but we're here now, so we good. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy how you know you just want to make a change, but you just think about your fans first and what they think. I guess that's just being a good artist. Because even with me, I was just like, you know, uh, what they gonna think about me doing idiot? And I was just like, I, I never was a guy that, that was worrying about what a, a fan or anyone thought because to me, energy is energy. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't really go too much off texture too much. Like, oh, that's EDM, you ain't supposed to be fucking with it. Stick to hip hop. It's more energy with me, like that shit got energy. It could be a jazz song, my nigga. Like, mm. yo, that jazz record got some energy. I like. I want to do something like that, you know. So, get on your guru. at the end of that. Yeah, at the end guru of the, the day, guru the only one who really went for it, huh? Huh? Jazz Batez. Yeah, guru yeah, put yeah, out that whole exactly. jazz project. That, but didn't Actually, people hate it at the time? I loved it at the time. I don't remember what the reaction was. I only remember listening to it either. But yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, him in premiere are like uh, heavily. Uh, Equipped to to go after this kind of a feel of joints because they play with samples, mm. you know. So finding the right jazz sample for them to rock to is nothing. This is just the way they freak it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they should have been worried about if people accepted it, you know. Fuck that. It's because they're gonna break down premiere. that wall. Yeah, exactly. You know, Google and Premiere. Whatever we gonna do is dope. You know, that's how it should have been. Yeah. You like Alchemist? That's one of my favorite oh, yeah. producers. He's just mind blowing. I love Al. Even funny, oh, go ahead. You go ahead. Funny story. <laughs> if you go back, you probably know this, but that, remember the first Infantry album? Yeah. My like older brother's best friend's photographer at the time. There was like a Brady Bunch. Like, who is the Alchemist? I'm like one of the dudes, mad young, looking hella. On Alchemist, first Infantry, like you take out the CD behind the CD. Wow. There's like eight people, kind of like Brady Bunches. Like, who is the Alchemist? It was the whole like ad campaign. And how'd you? And end I up was because my my brother. Um, my brother's homie, this dude Fubs, like real well-known uh, photographer, used to shoot for like Element Magazine and uh -huh. Source and everything. He was a photographer for it. He was just like, yo, they looking for people and you kind of look like, ah, oh, like pull up. <laughs> and I just, you know, got in it. It was pretty funny. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, I was, I was reading some old uh, Source issues the other day and like one thing I realized from <laughs> looking at the news, everybody who was getting arrested in the 90s was for small amounts of weed. Yes. The whole news section and everyone is like, Lil' Kim got picked up with two grams of weed. So-and-so got picked up. Like, everybody. Because it's, it's not like they were going to stop smoking. But it was just more illegal at the time. <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was like hip-hop police out there, man. It mm. was, like, it, it would be, because, like, like at a, at a time, we only had, like, one spot where we where we could go pick some bud up. And that was uptown. Um, we didn't have no one delivering or anything. So we really had to take chances to drive uptown. Well, we know undercover is gonna be watching and looking, and they were. They were look. They were targeting rappers. They were targeting artists to come up there, and they let niggas go by the weed and pull off, and block the whole street off, and block the car off, and lock you up, and see you to the tombs for the night. That was the routine. Wow. And then they brag about it, like, "Yo, we got so and so in here." It got to a point till, you know, the tombs. You know, you hear about that through anybody record on the East Coast that live in the New York or tri-state area, the tombs. Um, it got to a point where the tombs had a certain kind of, you know, way they greeted rappers in there. Like, oh, yeah, we just had your boy in here the other night. Like, yeah, yeah, I know they told me. And shit. yeah, so you're going to be so-and-so, and I bet you we get so-and-so come back, and he's in here every I was Because I was a regular. I was a frequent. I right. was getting locked up every two weeks and shit in the tombs, yo, over a small amount of bullshit. Yeah. So, you know, 
What a shame. Nah, yeah. I was in New York uh, maybe a year or two ago, and uh, I was around actually a rapper who was selling weed, and he was he had like the whole vacuum sealer in his backpack just to give a motherfucker an eighth or a quarter because people are still that paranoid about getting caught on the subway or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's vacuum sealing a fucking quarter and handing it to somebody. I'm like... Oh, in the subway? Well, he's like in the in the, mm. the crib, but he's like giving it to people that are probably gonna just go get on the subway. So he's like vacuum sealing a quarter. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, I am not seeing that in a long yeah, ass time. Exactly. Yeah. But now it's, like it's lenient now in New York. Yeah. You can walk with something now and you won't get locked up for years. <sighs> Thank God. Yeah, and you can continue to make EDM records in peace. Yes. <laughs> One thousand votes we hear, man. Just look for the new project, man. Like uh you know, like I said, man, we uh we, we believe in putting out quality work at the end of the day. And I think y'all would enjoy what we got to offer. Yeah. And I, and know. also, like, the term EDM is kind of a broad term. Yeah, do you, you know uh, what I'm saying? Do you, do yeah, you, what, would I, what would I use? Is I that, mean, I categorize what we make is we make bass music, right? Everything, everything, it's like a category of EDM, you know what I'm saying? Oh. So, like, everything we make is is hard, you know? It's not like, because some people think of EDM, they think of, like, trance and techno and shit, but this is... The complete opposite of that. Right. All all of it is hard, heavy energy that you could like really bend, more than head nod. You know, just fucking just go off to. You know, it's just a different feel. I mean, yeah, like all all lim- all uh, labels are like limiting. You know, for and sure. So like the EDM ideal or whatever. It's just different. A lot sounds. of people have different ideas of that. You know, mm-hmm. but there's like within EDM, there's probably like 50 subgenres now. You know, our shit is like kind of like trap, dubstep hybrid but everything has the core element of hip-hop in it you know Definitely. so if you fuck with that shit at all like our shit is gonna blow your mind hell yeah sounds was sounds fire i gotta check it out for sure Definitely. yeah we'll send you the advance of the oh yeah piece. definitely all right hey well i appreciate you guys uh coming through i know you got another meeting coming up uh right now but appreciate you guys it was dope meeting and everything oh yeah absolutely yeah, man. You, man. So we'll be back through when we drop the album let's do it yeah, man keep it low. i yes, need sir. that like long ridiculously in-depth redman interview at some point redman 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 oh yeah yo soon as muddy waters coming i'm dropping muddy waters too man really? like I'm, I'm working on that right now yo so and i'm really taking it there with the samples everything man um old school flow i try to keep everything in the uh Elements of that '90s. Film, well, when so. you say like Muddy Waters two, do you feel like you have to really embody the spirit of the first one in a way? No, the re- the reason of Muddy Waters two wasn't just to try to top Muddy Waters one. I guess I was just looking for just to say, you know what, Muddy Waters was one of my favorite albums that I did. I want to give y'all another boost of energy on that. I want to give y'all that feeling back over mm. in this day and time, especially. Because I think it's missed. I think a lot of people are running away from samples. You know, they don't want to pay no more. And I understand this shit, but, you know, it takes it takes a certain kind of a person to say, you know what, I'm doing this for hip-hop. I want to buy samples, and I'm paying. Like, for for one record, it cost me eight grand and shit. Really? You know what I'm talking about? So, and I'm like, you know what, yeah, I eat that, but I'm doing it for hip-hop. Mm. And that's how I look at it. And when you do it that way, you'll definitely get a better return. So, I, I mean, think y'all going to enjoy that, you know. Redmond. Has <laughs> Redman. Redman has just one of those personalities that is just like hip hop always seems ready to consume it. Like they yeah. always, I don't know. And it's weird too because like watching all your old interviews and shit, it's crazy because it's like you're surrounded by all this beef. There's all this shit happening in your life and stuff, but mm. somehow it never affects you. No, it's so no. weird. No, that doesn't happen. 
No, not people at get all. killed over their friends' beefs all the time. You're just out here floating. <laughs> nobody, nobody bothered you. Hey, man, because I look at <laughs> life a little different from other people, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, like I even tell JCO, you know, or anybody around me, man, that's you know, family, whatever, they be like, you know, what's, you know, how was your day? I woke up alive. I woke up uh, not in a wheelchair. Mm. I woke up not being fed through a straw or anything. I'm able to be mobile. Mm. I'm able to wake up and blink and touch and move. And I really implemented that in my life when I wake up. So it makes the rest of my day easier mm. because I ain't got a lot of money. You know, I ain't rich to say I'm well off to be kicking up my feet. I got to grind. Yeah. I got to grind. But at the end of the day, you can grind and, and be stressed mm. from, from other people's shit because a lot of people are happy and they want to, you know, they want to bring that energy to you. So, and then you end up absorbing that energy and not winning. So I start off my day with like, you know what? I woke up and opened my eyes and usually the rest of the day goes easy. So that's why I kind of, my circle is just like right here. I really never get bothered by any other body else energy or negativeness what's going on outside because they got to deal with it they sell, bottom line. That's a fact. Man, it was fire having you guys on here. Yes. Thanks Thank for you having for having us, me, man. Appreciate it, man. Hey, everybody, check out their project when it drops. Check out the shit that's already out there on YouTube. Yeah, 1,000 votes. Damn, we ain't even got a name for the motherfucker album. Power up. That's going to be the name of... No, we got a new single called Power Up coming, but we got a single out right now called Dabit featuring Kid Capri. That shit is jumping off. We're going to be releasing a video to that in another week or so, and we're working on a uh, a video on Power Up. That shit going to be jumping, yo. Yep. Yeah. You ever hit the jewel single. when you're with him? I'm sorry? You hit the jewel when you're with him? Oh, no. I don't really fuck with those. You didn't get into yeah, it? Yeah, I, I don't fuck with the, uh, the concentrates too much. I'm still a flower guy. Dude, I did a meet and greet at the skate park a couple <laughs> months ago. I swear to God, every fucking kid had a jewel. Yo, they, these kids love it. I got booked to do this, like, random, like, uh, I think it was, like, a high school graduation or something for, like, Mad Brad. I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. And all these kids, like, they couldn't drink, do nothing. But I was like DJing at the super rich person's like backyard. All these kids are wilding out, and I had like a jewel. I was hitting it. All these kids were like, "Yo, he's one of us." Too. <laughs> God, they kept coming up to me with their jewel, like, "Yo, hit mine." I'm like, bro, it's the same thing. Like, I'm good. So what's that jewel? Is a vape pen? Yeah, that don't even have weed in it. Nah, it's it's tobacco. I need to quit this shit. I quit cigarettes though. So I've seen that's the way rappers like order food and weed to the studio. I know some rappers. I've seen them order jewels like two, three times in the night. Go to Walgreens. Get me a bunch of jewels. Damn. And those are what? E-cigarettes kind of? Basically, mm. yeah. <laughs> it's just the nicotine y'all after in, of, of it? Essentially. Oh, shit. Horrible. He's like, these damn kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, addic you addicted to Backwoods, fool. Yeah. And Bearwoods now. <laughs> Big yeah, This was all right. Bearwoods. Keep smoking it. We'll figure it out. All so, right. <laughs> Much respect to these dudes. What were you going to say? No, no. I was going to ask. These are not actually Backwoods. These are... Well, it's made out of a backwood, but yeah, it's like just pre-roll. Bearwoods. They let them use the name and shit, even though it's pretty close. So Backwoods is back in this? That's Bearwoods. Well, they let them use a name that's sort of close to Backwoods. I don't think they have an yeah, issue Yeah, they with got it. the whole look and everything. But that's actually why it says Bear probably now instead of Bearwoods. Maybe they had to change that up a little bit legally. <laughs> 1,000 votes. We in this beer. Yeah. 1,000 votes. No jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Peace. Peace.